whatever it is, really just pressing into that time and asking, Lord, search my heart. Is there anything in me that A, I've unforgiven, I have, I've not forgiven people, or is there anything that that I've done? Hey, welcome to Next Steps. I'm Pastor James Adcock. I'm here with Miss Darby Obel Adcock. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. I have my coffee. We're moving into fall. So I'm coffee and the leaves falling. I'm, I'm what, pretty good. What time's your day start today? I was pretty... Uh, I hit the snooze like eight times. I'm oh. not going to lie, but... My alarm went off at 6.30, but I don't think I got up until like 7.15. So, okay. So mine went off at 5.15. And I was up at 5.18. So I feel, I feel pretty good about that. Good for you. Um, get but, out for the day. Yeah, got, get, get going. We had basketball practice this morning. I got some office work done. Had staff meeting. Crazy morning, but get a lot done. So excited about that. So, good, good. So I missed this past Sunday at, at BBC and... You were at dad camp. I was at dad camp with Ariana okay. and we had a good time. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of memories. She can't wait for next year. Really quickly. What, what is dad camp? Dad camp is a special camp that is specializes. They have several camps throughout the summer, um, that are specific father, son, father, daughter, or plural. If that's, that'd be the case, uh, four locations, I think in the state of Indiana, okay. Montana, Oh, cool. International and Hawaii. Very cool. And so there were four or five going on this weekend. We were at Camp Latanque, I think, something like that, Lacante, Lacante, okay. uh, near Warsaw. Okay. And nice camp. There was another one that they call, I want to almost said the villages. It's not the villages. It's something similar to that, but that's over by Kokomo. Okay. Um, and basically you come in on Friday night, you stay through Sunday morning and it's just intense time with your son or daughter, free time. You can do a zip line. You can do a swing. You can swim. You can do all those. You can do slides, uh, play basketball, uh, nine square. It's, it's kind of like being at youth group for adults. That's, that's something everybody does secretly want, whether they know it or not. Like they just want to just have free time and be yes. back at youth group again. And so you get up kind of early in the morning, you go through a couple different sessions. They, they choose a book a year. This year is parenting, getting it right by Andy and Sandra Stanley and, um, great book, great information. And they just kind of try to prepare you to be the best parent you can be to your father or to your son or daughter. Very cool. So and that was your first time this weekend, right? It's my first experience. We went as a result of someone within our church whose life dramatically changed spiritually and he's so excited about that he he brought a friend his friend brought a friend Mm -hmm. and then i came as a result so we had a full table and he has a goal of trying to fill two or three tables next year so we'll see how that goes but uh they could check it out dadcamp.org dadcamp.org well very cool well, if you want to ch- find out more about that, um, we'll have some information um, just in the comments below. Um, but let's go ahead and let's just dive right on into this today. So today we're going to talk about the beautiful and just um, tenuous topic of forgiveness. So I'm sitting somewhere, this was years back, and in fact, I would say Malachi may have been a junior in high school, and... We were somewhere and saw a family with, that was attending our church, and the wife said, "What are you? What are you preaching on Sunday?" And I said, "Forgiveness." And I could just see it in her face. Her face went blank. She says, "I don't know if I can be there." Mm-hmm. 
And so why is that? She says, that's too hard of a subject for me. Mm-hmm. So Darby, what, what do you think, what do you think are some of the brick walls people run into when it comes to forgiving? I mean, there's so much, you know, the first couple words that come to my mind are hurt, anger, and betrayal. Yeah. And then this, where do you, you know, if you don't deal with those things, where do you settle? You, you settle on, on bitterness somewhere in there. And I just think, you know, depending on, you know, depending on the depth of the, of the situation, forgiveness is so hard because usually somebody has wronged you in a, it could be in a surfacey way of, I didn't just say surfacey, but it could be in a uh, situation where somebody was supposed to pay you back. They didn't, you're out some money, you know, or somebody canceled plans on you, or it could be as, um, it could be. Uh, just a a breach in a marriage. It could be a breach of trust in a relationship, and those just run so deep. And I just th- those are the first couple words I think of when it comes to like why why is it such an an iffy topic? And and also if I can say this too, I think you know people really in our own when we're so hurt, what do we usually do? We just we try to defend ourselves. We yeah. We don't, you know, whether it's isolating or we just, whatever it is, we do it, what, you know, what is in each of our character qualities to somehow we need to defend. And when, you know, we're asked to do what Jesus did to forgive the unforgivable that it seems what's happened to us in these situations, it's like, well, this is a boundary I, you know, I, I have, or this is, there's just too much hurt. I don't want this person to do that again, or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, but I just, I just feel for so many people, even as you just said that, like, I don't, you know, this lady saying, I don't think I can do that. I, before I was like, I, I really had that thought of, well, this is what the Bible says. So we just should. Yeah. But man, I mean, there, we talked last week about the process of moving through season changes and how we, is God good? Do we trust him? Absolutely. But there is a process when we don't want to. And man, I just feel like forgiveness is an, another layer deeper of should we forgive? Absolutely. But man, is it, it's not just hard. I mean, it's like an onion mm-hmm. and you can, you can peel the outer layer, but you still have a lot of onion to go yet. Mm-hmm. And it brings tears to the eyes, the, 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 the deeper you get into the onion. But you know, I, I think when it, when it comes to forgiveness that we, we forget that it was Peter, one of Jesus's disciples who said, how many times should we forgive seven times? And I think Peter was thinking, well, seven's the, the number of perfection it's the number of God. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I got the right answer here, you know, and she's no 70 times seven. And I, why wasn't, why wasn't that question based upon anything else? Why was it, why wasn't it like, well, how many times should we be disobedient or how many times should we, you know, neglect our duties? It wasn't that it, it came to the heart of the matter and forgiveness is at the heart. It, it touches each one of us because each one of us have been hurt, betrayed. Like you said, you, you talked about those negative attributes that, that come our way. And I don't think Jesus was saying, well, once you get to 491, you're done. Mm-hmm. I think what Jesus is saying, it's a constant process of forgiving. And you may feel like, you know, I have totally forgiven this person or this family or the situation. And then one day you're going up the stairs or you're going down the stairs, whatever it is, you're doing your laundry or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, you're mad again. Mm-hmm. You're angry again. And it's at, it's at Ephesians 4 where, where it says, put off from you those things like anger and malice and, and bitterness, but put on tenderness and kindness. And then the very last thing he says is, and forgive others because God has forgiven you. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes I think, Darby, we take it for granted how much we've been forgiven of, especially when we've been hurt because our hurt escalates so much that it can shadow all the pain that we've caused God that he has forgiven us of. Yeah. And, you know, you even just said it like that, you know, what you've got so much, you know, anger that you carry with and you you've put it down, but then you pick it back up again. And actually, Malachi um, taught about this yesterday, but he was talking about Jesus being in the, in the wilderness for 40 days. Mm-hmm. And um, if you guys don't, don't know the story, just very quick, you know, just um, cliff notes of Jesus is in the wilderness for 40 days and he has no, he's not eaten at all. And the, then the, the Satan, the, the devil comes and tempts him and says, if you really are the son of God, just do a miracle. Just, just turn the stones, these stones into bread. And that will really show that you're the son of God. And we've read that story, but I've, I've never read it through the, the lens of of how Malachi described it. But he was just saying how how the Lord, you know, God, excuse me, Jesus was waiting. He, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait on the Lord. And he says, man will not live on bread alone. But what, what is the but next by part? Every word of the, by every word of the word of God. Of the word of God. And Malachi was talking about how the enemy had tempted Jesus to say, you know what, you... Why don't you do this in your own power? Don't do what God's doing. Why don't you why don't you take these stones and and make it into something and and you can make this better? And what I really gravitated to in that conversation and then what Malachi was saying of he was also talking about how the enemy uses that and ours of of specifically in, in forgiveness of how often are we tempted to just you know, take a situation and, and the enemy is like, you know what, you, you take up vengeance. Why don't, why don't you take up your hatred and you can make vengeance or justification will make this better. And, and I was just so struck with that because that is such a, um, just a, a knee jerk reaction of, of mine as I'm sure it is everyone else's, but Jesus's example is not, is not, you know, we read that story of like, man will not live on bread alone. And, and, and the next part, say it again. But by every word, but the Father. By, yeah, by 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 every word that comes out of the Word of God, basically, is what is being said there. And what Jesus is saying is, I will not do anything in my own might, but I will wait on the Lord, and I will, the Lord, I, I I'm going to take the Lord at at His word and let the Lord fight my battles for me, and He will give me my da- He will give me my daily bread. He will give me. He will, he, the Lord says the ven- vengeance is mine. You know, I've just, I, that was such an example to me because I'm so tempted often, even in recent days to, even in recent days to take up vengeance or, and even is actually your wife that recently said that to me of, of reminding me, I was so just choking on my anger one day and, uh, and rightfully so. And, you know, Mostly, most people would hear that story, and you're like, I, I think most people would say, Darby, you have every right, every right to be angry. And your wife looked at me, and it was one of those days that it just wasn't her talking. I really feel like it was just the Lord speaking through her. And she looked me straight in the eyes and said, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, kidding aside, but you know, you're right. It's, it's, it's its essence of God often speaks through people and it, it doesn't always mean that person has this awesome relationship with God. It could just be something that person says or something you read or a text you received or something said on a television and it hits you in such a way. And it's God reminding you, mm-hmm. you know, I, I struggle with this when it comes to forgiveness. I feel like I forgive somebody until I have to see them. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't want to see that person. Yeah. It's the last person in the world I want to see. 
and I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, but it, have I truly forgiven? And I, I and I wonder, and again, we don't know because it never had the situation. This is kind of hindsight 22, but would Jesus ever wanted to see Judas again? Mm. He, but the beauty of Jesus was this. He went to restore his disciples, the, the ones that were left 11. They all betrayed him. Now we, we get on Judas because there's 30 pieces of silver and, and a kiss and we all think that's horrible, but we forget that they all ran out, that Peter denied three different times. And, and yet Jesus first step after resurrection, let's go restore. Yeah. And he said, meet me in Galilee. And, 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 and he restored his disciples there. And, and it's just, it's just an amazing step. It's an amazing process of what we have to do, but it, it's, it's not something simple. It's, it's, it's very difficult, but go back to what you said. It's not something we can do in our own power either. Mm-hmm. And we got to do it as the Lord speaks to us. And you know, this was also recently said, and it, it did blow my mind a little bit. They, it was said that forgiveness is usually so hard to give because we usually, we can't forgive somebody because you we're, we usually need something from them. And that hit me so hard. I'm like, I think we can all say that that's true in family hurt, whatever it is, church hurt of I needed you to do this and you didn't and I have a need and you didn't fulfill it. So I cannot, I can't forgive you. And something that was also um, mentioned on this last Sunday of just that, that if, if, if Jesus is, is our daily bread, as if we've heard so much of our, we, you know, even in the Lord's prayer, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Just, I never understood that before, but really what that verse is saying is every day, if he is, Jesus has given us everything that we need, we should not we shouldn't have that need from other people. If I should be able to forgive somebody, I don't need that from them anymore. Mm-hmm. Even in the church hurt, as icky and awful, as hurtful as that is, because they were supposed to do something, or in church hurt, or excuse me, family hurt, whatever it is, even though I did need that, Lord, you have, you are, you have, the Bible says that you are everything that I need and you will give me everything I need for that day. Yeah. Even if it's just for that day and just for that moment. Yeah. And that, I was like, that really blew my mind because I've never really thought about forgiveness that way, but we should be able to forgive because we, or, or give that forgiveness because we've already been forgiven. Have you seen the movie Creed three? Not three. I've seen one or two. Okay. So Creed three is a, it's a little bit different of a storyline. Rocky Balboa is not in the movie. Um, but it's, it's based upon, um, Apollo Creed's boy. And, but the whole storyline is something that happened in, both Creed's childhood and his best friend. And I want to give away the movie, but, but at the end they, they end up fighting each other in the ring and they're now, and I won't tell you who won, but they're both now sitting in a, in a locker room together after they just beat the tar out of one another. And they both look at each other and say, it was my fault, but they couldn't get to that point until they had this fight until they had to struggle and they, and they fought in the ring and now we all can't get in the ring, but, but I just remember watching this movie and thinking to myself, how often does that happen in our life that we were with somebody we know deep in our heart, I had responsibility in this. He or she responded in a way because of what I did, but we don't always want to look at that. Yeah. We just want to look at what, and you talk about this need, I need you to do this. And that may have been true, but 
because I maybe stepped out of God's timing, as you talked about a few minutes ago, and I tried to force something, then then I I made someone become uncomfortable and he or she responded in a way I didn't like. Now I'm hurt. Now I'm bitter. Now I'm angry. And now I'm looking at them. But the reality is I can look in the mirror sometimes and say, you know what? This one's on me. And that's what kind of Creed and I forget his friend's name, but they're just kind of sitting there next to each other, been best friends for life. And all of a sudden he's like, no, this was on me because I didn't do this or, you know, and they just kind of feel it. And I wonder how many times that happens to us in our own life where so-and-so has hurt us. No one take that pain away. But have I had a, have I had a part in that? And I think this is where Peter struggled at. It's like he knew he failed Christ. And although Christ restored him, I think he came to a point and said, but it's on me. Mm-hmm. I denied him three times. And then John 21, Jesus restores him on the shore. But I just I just think about that. And, you know, I love that. I love the Rocky Balboa movies, but they're not always based upon forgiveness. But this third one seemed to be like this storyline. And at least that's my takeaway. I'm not saying it's everybody yeah. else's. But I just, I love the fact that sometimes... Someone say, you hurt my feelings. And I, and, I, and I may have to be honest enough with myself, say I did because I have a partner. I had a responsibility in making you feel this way because of how you made me feel. Yeah. And I think that's difficult for us at times, especially when it comes to forgiveness. How do we forgive ourselves when we know we've had a piece? We're a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And I think that that's just, you know, how do we, a lot of pride goes in there, you know, of just like, you know, and even hurt or defending like this. I, again, like I need, I need this from this person. So they need to say sorry before I'm able to -hmm. give, you know, but I just think that again, goes back to Jesus. You give me, you give me my daily bread for every day. And Lord, I should, I, I, I'm going to give this to you, God. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to forgive because I don't need anything from them. And, and to add on to what you were saying of how do we, you know, it's like, well, how do, how do I, get to that place of I, I did have a part in this or maybe this part of this was my responsibility. That's that again is like, you know, in your prayers and everyday life and you know everyday, you know, prayer life, it's, it's going to the cross. It's going to Jesus in your quiet time and saying, Jesus, Lord, search my heart, like yeah. search my heart and see if there's any offensive way in me and, and asking the Holy spirit, Lord, please illuminate the things that are, are in there that may, that, that I've done mm-hmm. that. And, you know, and just asking the Holy spirit, Lord, just bring to mind what's, what is in me that I've done. And, and, you know, just sitting with that and just, um, and then, you know, we, we talk, we like to talk about some tangible, um, just next steps of in your walk. And it's, it's easy to talk about this stuff, but in your everyday your five minute time in the morning or whatever it is this week, maybe if you really struggle with, unforgiveness or forgiveness or whatever it is really just pressing into that time and asking Lord search my heart is there anything in me that a I've unforgiven I I've not forgiven people or is there anything that that I've done yeah I, I think another next step is we're coming to a close here that I personally have been using in my life is is the Shema mm. and we look at the Shema as like oh, how do I love God with all my heart with all my soul and all my might and then how do I love my neighbor? But what what if we turn that inside? How come how come I love God so much? He forgave me for so much. If God has done that, then how can I be a person who doesn't love people as God does? And part of that love is I'm willing to forgive. And that's that's difficult. And and one of the reasons why I journal, try to journal every day is because it helps me get the thoughts and the hurts and the pains that may be inside out on 
I do it on a computer, but you know, I used to write them out by hand, but whatever, whatever the case is, they're out there. And it's like in a prayer form, it's the Shema. How, how can I say I love God with all my heart, with all my soul and all my might, but yet I hate my brother. And the Bible says that's not possible. Mm-hmm. It's not possible to say I love God, but yet hate this person over here. And they don't have to agree with me. They don't have to believe like I do. None of that is a criteria for me to be able to say, I forgive you because I love you. And that's what God did for us. Absolutely. So go ahead. Well, I was just going to say as just a little homework, if you guys are are listening, if you um, just in this, in your prayer time this week, or as you're listening to this of, of just the Lord's prayer, if you know it, go ahead and you can say it out loud, uh, out loud with me, or just say it in your heart, but just our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And this is the part we really want to focus on. Give us today our daily bread. Jesus, give me everything I need today as we uh, and forgive us our debts as we have for- forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And I know I kind of paraphrase there, but just that focusing on that. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our as we have also forgiven our debtors. And just again, Lord, give me what I need today so I I don't need something else from somebody else, God. I, I don't I don't have that need because you are fulfilling it, God, and I can forgive because you have first forgiven us. I, I think a great way to bring this to a close is God is enough. Mm-hmm. And we can sit here and say, but, 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 no. The reality of it is God is enough. And if we're willing to wait on that, like you said, and we're willing to give God the time, often God can fix situations without us even doing anything other than just waiting on Him and trusting Him through the process. He says, I am sufficient for all of your needs. I absolutely agree. Well, I'm Pastor Adcock. Good to be with you today. And this is... Darby Bell Adcock. And we thank you for listening on Next Steps. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast on forgiveness today. I'm going to give you a few questions the Lord might be asking you. There will be time between questions for you to answer, so quiet your hearts and listen for the living, breathing God of the Bible to speak to you today. And if you need more time, feel free to pause and resume when you're ready. Who in your life is the hardest to forgive? How is God asking you to trust him as you move towards forgiveness? What hurt do you need to give over to the Lord? God, help us see today the daily bread that you're giving to us. Help us to trust that you will give us all that we need, that we don't have to take for ourselves what we think we need. Help us to know in our hearts that you are sufficient for us every moment of every day and that we can trust you with our hurts. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. Thank you that you have already forgiven us so we can forgive. Amen.